Hello, my name is Denise Renner, and I'm so glad you're on this program with me today because I am going to talk to you about something that's so important. It's about enduring in your race. You're in the race of faith, and we got to keep enduring so that we can receive the prize. Well, I want you to be feel free, please, to call us, write us, Tell us how you need prayer because we are here to pray for you. We care about you. This is, we're in this race together and and we got to fight it together. And you know, when you join hands, maybe you can't join hands with them because it's either on the phone or maybe you're writing. But when we join together, the Bible says that when we gather together in his name, He is in the very midst of us and like his presence is with us right now because we are gathered together in his name and he can do amazing things through this program because we acknowledge his presence and when you call or us or you write us and somebody prays with you. God's presence is going to enter into that problem. You're going to see the answers. We are there to pray for you. So please, please call. And if God has done something special in your life, please let us know because we want to rejoice with you. And today I told you I want to talk about going in the race, winning the race. You know, many, 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 many years ago when I was in the eighth grade, I was a little bit athletic and uh, I did these races and I remember you run and then you jump over something and you run and you jump over something else. Well, I got second prize. Now I didn't get first prize. I, I didn't, I didn't get the red ribbon, but I got the blue ribbon and, uh, but I was proud of that ribbon, but that was such a, that was a milestone in my life that I got to run that race and I got to even win second prize, but my ribbon that I got, I kept for a while, probably years because it was pretty exciting that I was in a race, but you know, it's gone now. It's perishable, but the race that you and I are running, we're going to receive a crown that's imperishable. So I want you to look with me at uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great crown, cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us we're supposed to run because there's a race set before us that's a race set before you I'm in my race the race is set before me the race that you're running, it's set before you. And we've got to run it, but we need to run it with endurance. And that's what I want to talk to you about today because I believe there are some things in the Word of God that help us with endurance, that are are like attributes of endurance. 
And one is commitment. And so I want us to go to a very amazing woman in the Old Testament in 2 Kings chapter 4. And I call this woman the Shunammite woman. So we'll go there. If you have your Bible. And it says about this woman that uh, she was a notable woman and that uh, she was, her husband was an older man and they didn't have any children. And it says that she wanted to be a blessing to Elisha, the prophet. Now, let me explain something to you. If you could ne get next to a prophet at that time, it was the closest that you could get to God. So she hungered and thirst after God because she wanted this man of God, Elisha, to stop at her house, eat. She wanted to provide for him. And then finally, she wanted him to be so close. She was wanting to draw close to God, but that's the only way you could draw close to God at that time was to draw close to a man of God. And so she even built a room on her house that if he passed by, he could stay there. So she was fixed food for him. She provided a room for him. And so Elisha, he said to, uh, to her, he said, you know, you're so nice to me. I would like to reward you. Is, is there anything I can do? Can I speak to a king? Can I speak to a commander of army to do something special for you? And she said, no. She said, I'm of a simple people. And uh, Elisha's servant, Gehazi, he said, she doesn't have any children. And so Elisha said to her, he said, this time next year, you will be having a child. Well, that was a miracle, and that happened. Next year, uh, the Shunammite woman and her older husband, they were blessed with a child. She became pregnant, a miraculous pregnancy, and she received this amazing child. And it was a little boy, and now her and her husband, they treasure this little boy, and uh, the little boy's growing up. Well, the Bible says that one day he was out in the field with his father and the little boy became ill. And so the servant brought the little boy to the mother because um, they were concerned about this little boy. And, and this Shunammite woman, she's holding this little boy and trying to comfort him. And then it says, after a little time, he died in her lap. Well, this Shunammite woman, I mean, she's committed to the Lord. She's humble before the Lord because she's serving this man of God. She's doing everything she can to get close to God. But now something tragic has happened, and she now is holding this gift of God, her little boy. Now he lays dead in her lap. Well, instead of her planning a funeral, this Shunammite woman, she's so bold 
that she starts planning a resurrection. Can you imagine that? I can't even imagine because uh, as a woman, she could have so many emotions that she had to absolutely discard and think, no, no, my son is not going to be taken from me. In fact, I'm going to get a resurrection. That's amazing. But that's what happened with her. And friend, I want to tell you that us running our race in this place of enduring, we've made the commitment, we humble ourselves before God. And when we humble ourselves before God, great boldness comes. And when she, she was in this situation, instead of planning a funeral, she is so bold, she's planning a resurrection. Now, her boldness continues because her husband, he says to her, where are you going? Because her plan is, my son's dead. I'm going to leave him in this uh, room that we've made for this man of God. And I'm going to go get this man of God and I'm going to get him back here. And he's going to pray for my son and he's going to raise my son from the dead. Talk about bold. So she's getting her, her carriage ready or whatever, and she's getting ready to go. And her husband says, where are you going? And, and, uh, he says, it's not a holy day. It's not a, it's not a special day. And she says, amazing words. She says, she doesn't say our son's dead and I'm going to go get the prophet. She says, it is well. It is well. She says, it is well. Our son's dead, and you're saying it's well? Well, that's what she said. So the Bible says she got to the hill where Elisha was. She could see Elisha, and and she was uh, running towards Elisha to, to grab him and to bring him to raise her little boy from the dead. And Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, he, he sees her first and, uh, he asks, he says, is everything well with your husband? Is everything well with the son? Is everything well with you? And she again says, it is well, well, so she gets to the man of God. She gets to Elisha. Elisha. And she is grabbing him by the feet. Well, Gehazi, he, he tries to push her away. And Elisha says, you let her alone. Now the Shunammite woman has the audience of the prophet, just like she wanted and so she tells, she, so the, the Elijah, he, he understands that it's not well. And he tells his servant to go to the dead boy and take his staff and put it on the dead boy. And then that will raise the dead boy from the dead. Well, the Shunammite woman, she's not having that. I mean, she is so bold. 
She said, I'm not having a staff put on my dead son. And look what she does. <laughs> look what she does in verse 30 of chapter 4. She's talking to Elijah, and that took a lot of guts and a lot of boldness. And she says, and the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Basically, she was saying, I am not leaving here unless you're going with me. Well, <laughs> so Elisha, he went with her. And the Bible says that he laid himself out on the dead boy and he did it twice and life came into the child and he was raised from the dead. And the Bible says that Elisha presented the live son, her resurrected son to her. Now, we see great commitment we see humility in the Shunammite woman and then the boldness. You say, why are you talking about this? Because this has everything to do with you and I running our race and getting our prize. We have to be committed to what it is that God wants us to do. If that's for you to raise a strong family, teach the Bible to your kids, uh, do a great job at work, be a great student, forgive, give, uh, serve at the church, serve somebody, take care of somebody. I don't know what it is that God wants you to do, but whatever it is, you have to be committed or it's like the devil will push you out of the way. He'll rob you of your commitment. He'll rob you of your race and he'll rob you of your reward. Well, that didn't happen to the Shunammite woman. She's committed. She's humble because she wants to serve this man of God and out of her humility came this amazing boldness to go to the man of God, which was really being bold because people didn't go to the man of God. The man of God came to you. So that was very bold. And then to say to the man of God, I'm not leaving here unless you go with me. For her to look at her dead son in her lap and not plan a funeral, but plan a resurrection, that took great boldness. For her to tell her husband, who his son was dead, it is well. For her to tell Gehazi, who asked her directly, is it well with your son? Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? It is well. Why was she saying it is well? Because of her faith. She believed that her dead son was going to receive a resurrection. And she didn't give up until that's exactly what she got. We have to have that kind of commitment to say, you know what, devil, get out of my way because I'm going forward. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I'm humbling myself before God. I humble myself before people. And Lord, I thank you for the boldness that you're putting on the inside of me right now because of my because of my commitment and because of my humility. 
And we step forth out of that boldness. And we do what is impossible for us to do. Because you know why? The greater one on the inside steps forward. When we say, fear, get out of my way. Intimidation, get out of my way. Opinions of others, get out of my way. Opinion of myself, get out of my way. I'm stepping forward. I'm agreeing with the greater one who is on the inside of me. And I agree with the Bible that says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. And I'm going to be bold and I'm going to do what you're asking me to do, Lord. And you see in her boldness, she got her son resurrected from the dead. She got exactly what she wanted. What if she had stopped? She would have never seen the power the resurrection power of God. And she probably would have gotten mad at that prophet for giving her a child and then the child dying. You know, that woman went on to have more miracles in her life. But it took commitment, humility, and boldness for her to endure through that hardship and get her miracle. And I'm telling you right now, it takes the same thing for us, for us to win this race. It takes commitment. It takes humility before God. Maybe we, in our race, we have to say, God, I admit I am wrong. Please forgive me. It probably will because we have a tendency to not do things right. We have a tendency to think too highly of ourselves. We have a tendency to judge others. We have a tendency to be offended. But if we just come to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me, we humble ourselves, then out of that humility starts rising up in our character a great boldness in God. And we say, devil, you're not pushing me around anymore. You're not going to tell me what my day is going to be like. You're not going to tell me what my marriage is going to be like. You're not going to tell me the future of my children. I'm going to tell you the future of my children. And we stand like a lion in great boldness. And we take our place. And it's going to take that, friend, in these last days for us to be strong and for us to get our prize and for us to receive that wonderful, imperishable, crown, that moment where Jesus is going to step forward and he's going to look you in the eye. <laughs> he's going to look me in the eye. And I so want him to say, well done. Well done, Denise. You're a good, faithful servant. I have an imperishable crown for you. Can't even imagine I can't even imagine. Sorry for the emotion, but I can't imagine that Lord Jesus Christ, who gave us all the grace and mercy and faith to do everything that we do, and He, He will place the crown on our heads. He will give us the crown. Amazing. You know, I want to ask you some questions as we close. Because why, 
Why would we go through all this? Why would we be so committed? I know one woman that was so committed to the Lord and her mother was of another faith. Her mother completely rejected her. Her mother said, if you go to church tonight, I'm going to lock the door and you're not coming in in the nighttime. And my friend, she, she had to go spend the night with somebody else because her mother locked the door. That relationship with her mother was severed for a long time. Why? Because my friend, she stood up for her faith and she wouldn't bow to the faith of her mother. She loved her mother. They're restored now. Her mother's saved now. But, but at that time, it took great commitment. It took humility before God. It took great boldness for her to do what she did. Why did she do this? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you paying the price? Why would we be so committed? Why? Why would we do this? Why would we humble ourselves? Other people don't humble themselves. Why would we humble ourselves? Other people live in bitterness. Why would you be committed to forgiving? Other people don't give their tithe or their offerings, why would you? Other people don't spend time with God like you do. Why would you? Why would you be that committed? Why would you humble yourself before God? Why would you forgive over and over and over again a difficult person and continue to love and serve that person? Why would you do that? I think this is a good reason why. It's because we're running our race and we're going to receive not a ribbon that you save for a few years and then throw away. Not even a, a nice sum of money not even a house. Maybe somebody gives you a house because you did something wonderful. Or maybe they gave you a car. Or maybe they gave you a piece of jewelry. Not, we're not doing it for that perishable reward. That's very perishable. But for an imperishable reward. For that moment. Friend, that's why you're doing that. That's why you're committed. That's why you humble yourself. That's why you stand in boldness against the enemy. Because one day you are going to look him in the eyes. And you are going to hear him say, we hope, we hope we hear him say, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. And we receive what will never pass away for eternity. An imperishable crown. That's waiting for you. That's waiting for me. 
That's why we're running. That's why we're stripping off unforgiveness, gossip, offense, hate, jealousy, envy, pride, laziness. That's why we're stripping off those things, comparing ourselves to others, because we want to receive that prize. It's real, friend. It's a real day on the calendar. It's going to happen. It's really going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. And we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to say, you know, it wasn't worth it. As we read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, there's a whole grandstand full of people shouting at us saying, it's worth it. Run, run that you may obtain. Endure so you get the prize. That's real. And I want to encourage you, don't you give up for anything. You keep enduring. You keep being committed. You keep humbling yourself. You keep using the boldness that God gives you. And there will be a day when you receive that imperishable crown. I just want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you for my friends that are listening right now. And Lord, we once again, we commit ourselves to you. And we thank you for the powerful one on the inside of us, the greater one. We acknowledge his presence and that he is going to bring us right into that finish line. We agree with him and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Well, I love you, friend. Let us know how we can pray for you. And I'll see you next time. Women are powerful and very influential. But what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 